to Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. This is your host this weekend, unfortunately, Ryan Casey from the one team at William Ravis. And with Pat Kenny, no Chaz, no Byron, and we have, what's Chaz call you, Bobby? Film producer, Bobby, although I feel like I'm kind of expanded my role i'd like to be called yeah. young professional bobby moving forward and that's that's Mr. great because bobby we're going to be talking about that very shortly just a disclosure we apologize if you hear any beeping noises happening in the background we have a little work being done at the office but it's going to look beautiful um for a couple of events where we have coming up here at the office which we'll mention but pat kenny what is going on I'm just excited that it stopped for four seconds. That makes my entire morning better already. And yeah. that I'm here with you guys this week. Like, you know, forget Byron, forget you. Like, I, I, that's, those guys are filler, right? Yeah. The core of the, of the, of the crew is here. And I say that because I don't have the record button on my side. So we definitely need at least one of you guys here. So I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be, uh, I'm going to go top, top 10 show. I'm going to expand the, the, the rankings a little, go, go top 10. I feel like top five puts a lot of pressure on the three of us and, and I don't really do well under pressure. Top yeah, 10 could, gives room for improvement. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't get any worse than last week. I love Chaz. You know, it's called real estate radio and he's talking about, uh, what was it? Coal mines and all this history going on. Copper Meanwhile, mines, copper, copper mines. mines. Meanwhile, the, the, um, the rates are, are all over the place and uh, people are trying to buy houses, people are trying to sell houses, people are trying to understand what's happening in the real estate market, the economy. And Chaz is telling me um, that, you know, the first the, the first wax candle, Yankee candle was burned here on the December 4th of 1875. But we do miss them. Byron, I believe, uh, is at the bar with Chaz enjoying this uh, Saturday. As we move into, uh, move in, as we continue into October. And I guess I can say, you know, right now as, as an agent who's, I like to say boots are on the ground, there's really not much. I will say this. I will say this. And a lot of, maybe times agents are afraid to kind of tell it the way it is. My phone is not ringing as much as it normally does. And October is one of my best months, one of my favorite months when it comes to real estate. And, um, you know, people have been asking me, it's a good time to sell, buy, invest. And I just say, hey, it's it's complicated, right? Because we just cannot keep uh, these numbers in line when it comes to the rates and what people can't afford and can't afford. And are you, so are you, I was going to ask you about that too, because obviously I missed the uh, coal mine story, which I was, I was horribly that. It was a copper mine. It was a copper mine. I don't want, copper mine. this is the this, the radio station of record. I don't want, I don't want to be be lying to the people. There was an amazing tweet I saw last week, by the way, which is in 1920, we took children out of the coal mines. Yep. In 2022, the top selling video game is Minecraft. The children yearn for the mines. They do. They do. That was an amazingly good tweet. Nonetheless, uh, mines aside, uh, I'm going to talk about mine topic. Not for my topic for a second. So are you really starting to see, you know, because I, I feel like at this point, you know, we've we spent so many months now talking about eventually you're going to start to see this kind of this wave of, of increasing rates really start to have an effect. And, you know, early on, I think you start to, you started to see people that were kind of on the sidelines get into the game because they were worried, right? Rates are going to price people out. It's going to slow down. The market's going to start to you know correct a little bit. And, you know, I love, we talk about CNBC and MSNBC and all these other publications with all these crazy headlines, right? The market is crashing. Prices drop for the first time in two years, but they're still so over historical prices, right? I mean, we, you're still talking home values are still up year over year, Dramatically, they're just not up. They're just not continuing to increase, right? Right. So, I guess here's my analogy, right? For each 
agent that you talk to is always in a different position, right? So I, well, here's my analogy. Imagine like there's all these different types of boats. And when you're a new agent, you're kind of like in a small rickety boat and you're trying to build that boat. So when Pat talks about a wave, a good wave comes, it's like, oh, I, I feel that, right? Like it's, it kind of moves your boat around big time and you feel like your boat's going to tip over. Now, if you have an, uh, a veteran agent who has built a lot of business and is just continuing to go out there and I don't want to say ignoring, but just going with the flow of everything and they have a cruise ship, you know, you're on a cruise ship. That thing feels most of the time steady as can be, even if a wave comes, comes into it. So I think there's going to be certain parts. So if I, if I in, invite all the agents in the office to come in, some would say, yeah, it's, I know it's a huge change, you know, but I, I know it's a change as far as um, maybe not as many calls, maybe not as, as many showings as I normally go on. But however, my world is still okay, right? So I'm still getting deals done. As far as prices go, I'm seeing, I'm showing a lot of houses and I'm saying to the clients, this is, this house is way overpriced now. And I think it's, it's going to be more of a realization to sellers that oop, my, uh, my house is not worth what it was. And those are going to be some hard conversations to have. So maybe that's where the expireds come back in, right? An expired house is basically a house that did not sell the first time. Uh, when it was on the market. So now I don't know if agents are good. So let's say like I'm, I'm having a, a meeting with Pat and Pat wants to sell his house. And he says, Hey, you know, well, my neighbor sold his house for 500,000. I'm going to sell mine for 550. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe that's what I've been saying to my clients. Maybe let's give it a weekend. But if it's not selling the weekend, it's probably not worth 550. But sometimes they're even up even more. And then you have to have these conversations later on. That's like, well, it's not worth. And I think it's an agent's responsibility to look at their seller and say, you know what, I would love to sell your house for the most amount of money possible, but it's not worth this. And I'm not, I'm not the agent to do it because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like, yep, guess what? We're going to get all this money for you when we're not. So to answer your, do we see the wave? Yes and no. I guess it's how well established your business is and how aggressive you're being. Yeah. How well you can insulate yourself from, you know, market fluctuation. I mean, it sounds like, you know, kind of the the longer obviously you've been around, the more established your practices, and and the more known you are in the community, and kind of the more deals you got right under your belt. Yeah, you know this is probably uh, those people. You're you're still going to do a good job for people and still have those phone calls. And I think if you're someone who's it sounds like someone who's who's newer right in this last eighteen twenty four months of of the the real estate gold rush that ran in and maybe didn't develop good habits or or just wasn't around long enough they're going to have some struggles coming in. Right. And I think the thing is too, and I I mentioned this, we had a meeting this week and I said to a lot of the experienced agents, I said, Hey, look, you know, just because you're experienced, like I'm not taking this for granted, right? Like I'm going to start doing a lot of stuff that maybe the new agents do as they kind of get going. And they, because I think we're going to have to go back to basics. I think we're going to have to take a big old piece of humble pie. The holidays are around and I do love my pie. You know, Adam Chandler, a little piece of pie. You know, that was it. That was my quick Adam Sandler. Sandler. But I think what's going to happen is we're going to have, you can't just say, Oh, I'm, I'm so well established that I'm, I'm invincible. That's not going to be the case. We're going to have to do a lot more door knocking, a lot more calls, a lot more things that we weren't doing before because the leads were just kind of coming right in, right through the door. Um, so I want to say like, hey, we're in a good spot, especially this team because we're absolutely still killing it. it. Doesn't really matter, but we're it, we're in our own little world when it comes to this team, right? We're we're everyone's doing. Most of us are doing fantastic. We kind of ignore the noise and we just kind of go with what we're seeing, what we witness. So we don't really care. We see the articles, we know the information, but we're, we're doing our own thing over here. And so I can look at it however I want to look at it. Um, oh, it's, it's the end. Or I could say, Hey, you know, what? I still have to pay 
bills. I still have things I have to I have to take care of, and uh, we're going to keep going at it. Now, next segment, Pat, we're really up against the clock, but next segment, we want to do a little 10 second. What are we talking about? Who even knows at this point, right? We're going to make up all, no. So we're going to talk about talk about us. We're going to talk about the the crew here, the young professionals. I, I'm fairly certain 40 is the top end of that bracket, so I'm going to conclude myself one last time. Beautiful. One, all right, guys. One last victory lap for Pat. <laughs> let's take let's take it home for Pat. All right, we'll be right back. This is Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Simulant Talk. We'll be right back. The outside of your oil tank may look like this. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Work it, make it, do it. Make sense. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Work it, harder, make it, better, do it, faster. Welcome back to 94.9 News Now, Simulian Talk. This is Real Estate Radio. This is Ryan Casey. I'm here with producer Bobby Pat Kenny. Pat, you want to give a little shout out? How's everything going in your world really quick? We're good, man. We uh we got very lucky last week. Obviously, with the uh the weather, we're on the we're on the other side of the state, so we survived. I know you were paying keen oh, attention yeah. Yeah. to to all the estates. I in fact have another uh, weather aficionado friend on yeah. Instagram who I suggested follow you strictly because of your your, your weather aficionado behaviors. Yeah, uh, I just wanted a chance to say aficionado twice in a sentence, and now a third time you to did it up. So I just did. Yeah, I, I've been that was on my bucket list. Check that off. Thank you. Good um, job. But no, so I think so. I don't want to move on to to just too quick to to young professionals yet because I think what we were just talking about I I really find super interesting and I think you know what you started to talk about at the end there where you know the the one team and and you guys as an organization are insulated is the wrong word but certainly more I think because of the way that you know from from the outside looking in that new agents come into to the team and the the process that everybody follows and kind of the the training and and the support system internally. You know, I feel like it's almost it, it skews people, right? If you look at someone like that, uh, eighteen months ago, who went to go work for pick pick a brokerage that wasn't mm-hmm. you know part of your team, yeah. Where do you think those people are now? Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'll be honest with you, I'd be petrified. I'd be petrified leaving this team in any market, right? So, I mean, I guess I called my bluff and I said, Byron, like I plan on I have a little I have a little section in the office now. I claimed maybe uh, this week a little seat. I put my Chargers helmet up, a couple of Narragansett stuff. And I said to Byron, look, I plan on probably dying right here at the age of 92, right? So yeah, I'm not going anywhere um, anytime soon. And that's just because of all the support we have. You know, I've, I've been in, it'll be actually, it's, what's today? Today is the 8th? 8th. The 8th. Today's the 8th. Uh, tomorrow will be my five-year anniversary with the team, believe Come it on. or not. Yeah, look at that. So, I mean, I don't know a really down market, but however... You know, people can say, oh, this market, this year has been tough. The year before, I mean, my toughest year in, in real estate was the first, second year I started, right? Because it goes back to that experience. I didn't have, I didn't know what I was doing sometimes. I wasn't having a lot of deals. I was more frustrated. All this other stuff going on. Remember, so you, you were like a, you were like a, a budding drone pilot at one point, weren't you? Yeah. I, well, I still do it. So on the side, I do like uh, film. I believe it or not, Bobby, uh, even though Bobby's more of the, the master, um, of film. I, I do like filming like aerial photography, videography. I still do it for fun. It's like a little bit of my hobby. I don't have much hobbies anymore since, you know, I started real estate. Um, someone asked me like, Oh, what do you do for fun? I sat for probably like 10 minutes looking at the wall. Cause I was like, I don't do anything for fun. The, the I'm so unqualified in the diner. Right. <laughs> I was just like, what? So, um, so yeah, to, to kind of, to what 
you know, Pat was saying, it's more of the world you are in, but you have to, you know, I know the show is always, we're talking about clients and buyers and sellers, but if you're an agent and you're a little nervous, I would highly recommend you going on our, uh, on our website, Instagram, it's oneandcompany.com. Our Instagram is the one team and see what we're doing. Um, because I, I, if you feel nervous, you know, we're, we're kind of like here to, to take you guys on because this, um, this market is not scaring us in the slightest. We're actually, I'm very excited. I'm very, I know it's going to get tough. And, uh, but I mean, what else am I going to do? Right. Be like, Oh no, this is it. This is bad. I'm going to go to drive to a buyer's show and be like, Oh, I'm so sad. This is not good. This is going to be tough guys. This is, I don't know if you can buy. No, you can't have that mentality. You're going to be like, let's go. There's going to be deals. These other agents are going to have this mentality where they're like giving up and we're going to beat them 10 out of 10 times. Right. So, and that's what, that's kind of the culture that we, we have going on here. Yeah. Obviously is it. Yeah, one of the things that you know, I've always watched, obviously, because you know, I, I remember uh, you know, sitting with Byron, I think probably I think it was a probably a Moxie when he told me about having met you and yeah. you know, some of those things, all those. You know, it's funny. I laugh about like the, you know, the, the crafty veterans over at the one team, you know, all, all of which I saw come aboard from you know, my, my friendship with Byron for, for all the years. Whatever. And it's really you could kind of tell early on, you know, the people that that took up what kind of what the mantra was with the whole spirit well even like the program right even though some of it was in its infancy at the time and you know that built those core fundamentals i mean you know you go back to to lombardi right gentlemen this is a football right mm-hmm. if you forget those things in this kind of marketplace whether it's real estate whether it's finance right i mean i've watched a lot of young guys and girls that have never had to go through you know a 24 point mark or 24 percent market correction because of actual fundamentals and not coronavirus right some of them came in around corona and that was an explainable event but if you don't have the the chops to kind of explain the clients this happens every 12 years like this is totally normal it stinks while you're in the middle of it and nobody enjoys it you know your 401k becoming a 301k is not an awesome thing while mm-hmm. you're living through it but the same thing happens in real estate right like people thought three years ago that, you know, Connecticut was kind of floating kind of where it was. And then all of a sudden it had this massive spike in market value and actually got, what was it, 20 years or something like that? It was a high, you know, it finally recouped yeah. values from 20 years ago. And that was staggering, right? And then people got greedy and it kept going. And now those same people, I think, are, are you know, because they sold in, you know, their neighbor sold in May. And you're like, well, it's October. Yeah. And it's not, it's not May. And it's not, you know, and, and interest rates weren't 6.75. And, and you know, all those things have changed. I think you, you're having, I'm sure a lot of the same conversations, but also brand new ones on top of all those. Right. And I think that's the thing, like right now with my buyers, like I'm confident and there's nothing wrong with being confident. There's cocky and there's confident, but I'm yeah. confident in what I'm telling them, what we're going to do in this market. You don't want someone who's, like I said, we have brand new agents and I probably would pick them over most veteran agents because they are mm-hmm. getting the most amount of, of information that they can have. Um, we are, we're, we're there to help them. Right. So like, even when I started and I was new and I didn't have a single deal and they're like, Oh, so how many deals have you have going on? I said, great question. I've done this and that. Well, it wasn't really me at the time. It was the team, but I could call anyone that I needed help on. So it doesn't matter. I mean, you have a brand new agent. They got, you know, 40 veteran agents right behind them to support them. And like, you know, I'll, let's get this done. Right. And, um, because they're not afraid to go out there, you know, everyone messes up. And uh, when you're a new agent, but when you have this support and all this going on and all these people behind you, you can't lose yeah, sort of thing. And uh, yeah, we'll see where this kind of, you know, where this goes. Um, but I don't know this. Let's say, you know, if things get a little sketchy. I was at a Tom Ferry 
event last Friday, um, you know, he, he was predicting 9%. And, you know, like people, oh, nine, this is going to happen. Like, I'm like, hey, if it's nine, then I'm going to show you how we're going to sell and buy 9% because I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to say, right? Like, that's my mentality. And with agents, I don't, I don't have a plan B, right? Like, this is it. My, I got a good, healthy mortgage that I have to pay for. I just bought myself a Tesla that arrives in December. My, uh, my childcare is, I think it's, uh, uh, is like 11, 12,000 a year. And who knows when another baby's going to be on the way. So I don't have a plan B. Um, so I think that's the thing. A lot of other agents who are, who are part-time, you know, like they're like, yeah, well, I can sit this one out. I don't want to sit out. I want to be out there playing, uh, playing the game. Yeah, because because alternatively, like, what are you going to go to go do? Get like a nine to five job somewhere with a commute and and no, no that's just that's, no, you can't. It's not you, at all. You can't do that anymore. I mean, once yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't know how to do it. I'd probably be miserable doing it. So what this is what's going to happen is I'm going to have to make twice the amount of phone calls. I'm going to have to drive twice the amount that I normally do. I have to, but I'm I'm okay with doing that because that's part of it. Like everyone, every job, I don't care. And I see people. Oh, I'm going to find something better. Every job has something that that is not is not great about it, right like real estate i'm always in pat knows too he's always on his phone he's always talking to clients you never are really checked out right doctors people in the medical field always have to work um have to work on christmas holidays all these you know all this other stuff priests well we know what priests can't do um while they're with their job but other than that bobby got that one pat uh, pat i'll get the puppets out later um but so i was afraid of that which is exactly the reason I, it was like a weird there was a trigger for a moment it took me this, this, this show is taking a turn but but uh where was well, I the going we have an, we, and the good news is we have two more minutes than uh, than ryan thought we had so now we're gonna we're gonna yes. keep going so i'm just gonna keep going you know guys you you head out <laughs> just give me this mic <laughs> i'll talk to you later um but it's gonna be it's gonna be a grind um, regardless what happens and you just gotta, you gotta keep after it. Bobby, yeah. what do you, Bobby, I feel bad. He's, he, he, Bobby wore a suit today. I'm, I'm absorbing the information. No, I wore a suit, Ryan, cause you wore a suit. Yeah, you're you're raising the bar of young professionalism at the one team office. Okay. Which we're going to be talking. Pat Kenny gets a pass cause he's a legend. Okay. It's, whatever it's, it's very fun how like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm certainly the oldest guy here. By a, fair, by a fair margin, so uh, and, and have been around for quite some time. And yeah, here I am in a, in a hoodie. Although I will say, it is going back to Connecticut, Connecticut roots. hoodie. Ooh, Mystic. Going back to Connecticut roots. That's my uh, my buddy Robbie Nelson and his crew, the Just Mystic Shop in downtown Mystic. Big shout out to to Robbie Nelson, my high school soccer teammate. Nice, and his, and his family took over Can the old toy store. Which the really cool. Mystic Aquarium has the best uh, marketing plan, and people probably know this. When you go to the Mystic Aquarium, you can, the only way you can leave is going through the gift shop. Is there is all, no like, other museums and aquariums. I don't know. There's, there's an entire Banksy movie about exit through the gift shop. But I mean, if I go to, I'm trying to think where I went to stepping stones. I think, uh, I went for this year. So Bob, we got, it says 15, but we still got to add another two after yep, this. Yep, yep. 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 All right. Beautiful. So I went to stepping, you know, and the gift shops to the side, this, you have to go into the center of this gift shop. It's amazing. What? Uh, Ryan, you know what's going to blow your mind is that in on. that center aisle, yeah. are all of the things that kids love the most, almost like by design. It's crazy how they put them all there so that your little children, your little, little demons there just claw at everything and grab everything. And then, you know, by the time you get out the back door, or out the actual door, it's $413 later. I mean, like, this oh, is minimum. Like, God, minimum. That's probably the most. Now, they don't have anything like Toys R Us, KB. Uh, we didn't have KB Toys. That was a Rhode Island thing. Like Toys R Us. KB uh, Toys? What are you talking about? You had KB Toys down here? 
Yes, it was downstairs in the Crystal Mall. It was the direct, direct, direct below, below the store that I worked in, in the Crystal Mall. Oh, my God. And what was yeah, the other one, the big one in the city? That was the other one, the other big toy store. Uh, the piano from Big. Come on, guys. Really? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. That uh, big, I know not that. FA, FAO Schwartz? There we go. Thank you, Pat. I don't yeah. think F.A.O. Schwartz really had an audience in Waterford, Connecticut, so it did, <laughs> no, it did like not make its way into the like, like, like big just, toy store brands. Like, yeah, no, but I, I mean, like, there's no, there's no more Toys R Us. There's no KB Toys. There's nothing like that. They have like Amazon. the mom and, It's all Amazon, right? What was it? Oh, great. Hey, I'm glad we talked. This topic came up. So, and I think this is brilliant. You know, we always talk like, hey, we never do anything, paper, newspaper, article, you know, like, we never know exactly do any what print. you're going to say. What is it, Bobby? Did you get is, one in the mail? It, is it the catalog, the toy catalog Amazon, that Amazon sends out, like dropped, the Sears one? Yes, dropped mm-hmm. off a, uh, a a holiday catalog. It has stickers in it. It has drawings, you know, uh, crossword puzzles. What did I do? I, I I got it in the morning. I gave it to my daughter, and she kind of already got the pen, and she started circling what she wants. Yeah, right? so here, definitely brilliant. second year. I don't know if it's a third year. I know I got one last year. I don't know if I got one the year before. I think that's. Uh, yeah, I do move brilliant. quite a bit to avoid the CIA, so sometimes mail gets lost. <laughs> Good. But um, I think, uh, I th- yeah, definitely last year. But you're right. Like it's it's kind of well. And again, like think about how silly that is, right? So all of that, literally all of that, goes back to what we just talked about the last two segments, which is sometimes the fundamental things that worked in 1996 still work, especially. And this is where I, this is where I hate marketing for this. All of us, well, Bobby's still the youngest one, but like collectively, right? You and I, Ryan, nostalgia costs me so much money it's disgusting yeah. and the problem is because i am now technically the elder millennial which mm. is a stupid thing to say mm. but because of that right i'm far enough along in my career that i have the discretionary income to buy the stupid redo redo of the ninja turtle tur- you know figurines yeah. which i might have bought but whatever but the point I'm is like you know, those things exist but anyway we're gonna have to talk about that and more when we come back here because we do have to go to a break right we do so we'll be right back this is real estate radio on 94.9 news now and simulating talk I'm Karen. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Simulating Talk. And I know what you've all been waiting for. And here we are. We are about to go over the Week Rewind. What is this about? Well, that's a great... You know, it's interesting. They don't really rewind things anymore, right? Like, what do you what do you have to rewind? You know, you used to have cassettes, tapes. There's not too much you have to... Everything's now digital. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll change that up a little bit. But this is where we go over the segment where we discuss uh, what we've put under... What we put on the market... What went on a contract and what uh, what closed, <clears throat> and we actually had a pretty a really good week. Um, we had seven houses listed in the state of Connecticut, eighteen went on a contract and ten closed. Right, so let's kind of get into. It. We're going to talk a little bit about the listings um, that 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 we just put on this week. The first one um, comes from Ariel. She's a great agent, and she is signed to become the queen of the land. I call her because. She puts a lot of land listings on, and let me tell you something. That's the way to go because you know you're not only are you getting potential 
buyers that want to build, but you're also getting developers, and it's not like they're making more land anytime soon. So this is in North Brantford, um, not too far from my house, and I believe it's 50 Caputo Road in North Brantford. Very close. If you want a general idea where this is, this is right near the North Brantford uh, High School. It is 0.46 acres uh, to put on a house, whatever you guys feel like doing. So reach out to Ariel. And if you're kind of like, well, how do I reach out to Ariel? If you go on our website and you go to About, you can see all the our agents on there with our emails and phone numbers, and you can reach out. So good job, Ariel. Next one. Let me just make sure, because you know what the problem is? A lot of these houses, you know, you might be like, oh, the interest rates and all this and that. These houses are still moving rather quickly. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I have another, another inter- interesting name. Of course, when Chaz normally does this, he gets the easy ones like, you know, like uh, 246 Tom Street or One Apple. This one is 6 Molsick. It could be Molsick. M O L S I C K Road in Seymour. And this is brought to you by our new agent, Tanancia. Uh, welcome to the team. And way to hit the ground running. You got a gorgeous home. Um, that's on the market currently for four thirty nine. There's going to be uh, there. There is an open house happening today at twelve uh, to three, and another one on Sunday one to three. So if you can't make it Saturday or Sunday or vice versa, you get some plenty of times um, to check it out. But this is a very very nice colonial two thousand three hundred twelve square feet with three bedrooms, three full baths. I'm telling you what, there is nothing. Eh, there's not much that gets me excited these days, but when I see the same amount of bedrooms as there is for full baths, it's like you have your own bathroom, right? And there is nothing. You know what it's like in the morning, or you just want you just want that quiet time, and uh, you can't get it. Well, here you go. You got it right here happening. So go check that out. The next one. This one went under contract. It was one one five nine Highland Ave, Unit Twenty in Warberry. Uh, it was on the market for two hundred thousand. I tell a lot of my clients, I say, "Hey, look, you know, I can probably." It's we're looking at some houses in the two hundreds, and I'm like, I can have an easier time finding you a house that's in the five, six, seven. This is just tough. This is just this is just a very, very pr- a tough price range to um, to get into. So I don't care what the rates and all this going on. The, this uh, these prices are still going to be a battle, I believe, throughout the winter. And our very own Isabel put that under contract. Congrats! I'm not going to spare you the details because why go why go over? It? And then we have another one that went under contract. Of course, it was 600 Washington Avenue Unit C4 in North Haven. And guess what? Bobby Price 269. So these houses under 300,000 condos. It's I don't care. It's still going to be a battle, and that comes with our very own Victoria Tavares. She just got married. I'm not sure if she's going to change the name or not. Um, she did bring in some food for us, which was amazing during our meeting. There's a couple different types of, uh, of wraps, but that's not what we're here to talk about. But they were delicious. Thank you, Victoria. And that is under contract. This one is not under contract. It's 723 Old Colchester Road in Montville. And this is on the market for $250. Alright, so you might want to start moving very quickly to this one. This is Brought to you by, oh, Mary Pula on the one team. And this is a two-bedroom, one full bath, very close to the Montville High School as well. One thousand Total of 1,621 square feet above, I'm sorry, yeah, square footage above heating is 1,143. And if you ever see that, that just basically means what it sounds like, right? It's what has heat. And, you know, if you have a basement that's unfinished or, you know, there's not any heat going on there, that's what they considered none above grade heating. 
All right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can tell you about this. Uh, or just go check it out. It's 723 Old Colchester Road in Montville. Um, and that's brought to you by Mary Pula. The last one. Now, this is, this is another interesting name because I have one way I want to say it, and then, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Rhode Island, right? So there's Narragansett. This one looks like Patagansett. And I believe that is correct. I believe that's how it's said. 14 Patagansett Drive in East Lime. This just came on the market. Um, you are right by some water. You've got some water views for sure if you're looking out through the backyard or if you're on your deck. Um, now, keep in mind, too, people are like, oh, it's getting cold. Listen, this winter will go by quick, just as quickly as the summer went by. And you can be sitting on that deck, having a nice cold drink, looking at the beautiful views on the water. But this is also Colonial, three-bedroom, two-and-a-half baths, 1,724 square feet. Now, it's interesting. I thought for a second it was going to be like an older Colonial, but 1995. Um, so you have uh, a newer home. you got septic, oil, um, gravity, warm air is the heat type that's fueled by oil. Interesting. Public water. And septic. Now, I'll tell you what, folks, everyone who's listening, I have public water and septic, and I always pick, pick the public water over the septic any day of the week. So that's a good combination. And the best part, I know you've been wondering, is there flood insurance? No flood insurance required. They checked. Buyers should check, you know, always check on your own to make sure everything is good. But you're very close to the water, and uh, you do not need flood insurance. That is about as good as it gets. Okay, now... What we're going to go over is the under contract. And basically, all we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, the towns that we got houses under contract for, and let's run right through them. And if you hear your uh, your house, take a shot. Uh, we got under contract in North Haven, Cheshire, Middletown, Milford, Beacon Falls, Waterbury, North Haven, Norwalk, Southbury, New Haven, Meriden, North Haven, Brantford, Waterford, Griswold, Westbrook, Niantic, Uncasville. That's kind of like that song with Johnny Cash, I would say. I've been everywhere, man, and then he... You know, it goes Reno, Nevada, Buffalo. I think you all know what I'm talking about. And then close. These are the towns that we got properties closed in this week. Congratulations to our buyers, sellers, and investors. We closed in Clinton, Farmington, Hebron, Farmington, Brantford, West Haven, East Lime, Watford, New London, and good old Quaker Hill. And that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a solid week, right? I mean, it's interesting. Each, it's kind of like anything else. Sometimes you go like a, like a basketball player or, or, or baseball player, right? They get kind of streaky. You start to see sometimes they go a little cold. Sometimes, you know, they're 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 hitting everything. They can't miss a shot. And um, this is uh, this was a great week um, for the team. October is always one of my favorite months personally to get properties under contract. Um, I feel like you know you're kind of done because when you think about it, right? So you know if if, if, if families have to move in to towns for the school system where they have to be, you know, they have to make sure that kids are ready in time to for school. It takes about 45 to 60 days with financing to close on a property. So you're really, you know, you're really looking pretty good in June and May as soon as they get out, you know, because things get um, in this market, the inventory is low. Things get snatched up very quickly. So uh, now that it's October. The kids are in school. You're kind of not worrying about too much of, of that competition, right? This is a little bit of a different a little bit of different, uh, unless they're you know they're still in the same they're still in the same school district, um, but it's a little bit easier. There's a little bit of a breath now. Like I said, in those price ranges like 300s, it's still it's a battle, you know. And I could you know a house that's five hundred, four hundred, it's a little bit easier. So there's only going to be two circumstances. If a house comes on the market, it's probably I'm still telling my clients, hey, we got to go, you know, we got to. 
get pretty close to that number. Now, if that house gets through the weekend, then I'm like, yeah, you can come in a little bit lower, but do you want to take that risk? You know, if you love it, go get it. If you're on the fence, see what happens and then kind of come in lower. And that's usually the thing. And there's been houses. I'm like, man, this thing is going to go quick and it doesn't. And others, I'm like, this might sit. And, uh, it, it, it goes very quickly. So, and, but trust me, believe me, I'm a good realtor. I, I, I'm, I'm right about most of it at the time. All right. Now we are going up against the break. So this is what we're going to do. Stay tight. We got one more segment. All right. So stay tuned. This is the real estate radio show, real estate radio. Let's make it show for now on. I want to add it because it is a show. A 94.9 news now and stimulating talk. supply we are back with our last segment this is real estate radio on 94.9 news now and simulating talk i'm ryan casey pat kenny bobby and bobby oh lame Wow, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't no know energy there. there. I didn't know what we were doing. Producer, I know, Bobby. but it's just, it's just your name. We are. I mean, who, who, who are you with? Just you know, I would tell most people to read the bottom left corner of the Zoom screen, but you know, <laughs> Ryan's is time traveling and yours is a lie. So that's, that's, not, well, that's true. That's true. That's Bobby is a lie. Who else do we want to give any shout outs, names, Pat? I don't, I don't need you to softball me in, Ryan. I would literally just cut you off. Like, I don't need you a little peach ball. Like, hey, man. No, I was listen. Martin McKinney and the Boys and Girls Service Station Equipment get a shout out. In fact, they're going to get multiple shout-outs at all times because they deserve it. They're awesome. They're amazing, not just for sponsoring our show, which obviously we, we thoroughly appreciate, but for taking care of as many people as they do, uh, for, for backing up the one team, right? They're, those guys are out there, Dougie Fresh, crawling mm-hmm. around underneath those dirty tanks. Um, just did a job, I think, for Heidi this week. Love it. Love yeah. it. He must have taken time out of his, uh, his frequent stops at Flanders Fish Market because he's always posting dinner. From Flanders mm. Fish Market, which I gotta be honest with you, makes me a little jealous sometimes because guy eats well. Guy eats yeah. well. Yeah. Right? Like that's the thing. Like when when I started doing real estate, Martin's like, oh, everything is so much better. When you're when you get going in real estate, he goes, You food, this and that. I'm like, I'm oh, just stop me at the food. Right. I was <laughs> even though I still get Chipotle. My that's my uh my addiction. Mm. I love Chipotle. Bobby, you're kind of like a fitness guy. Is Chipotle kind of healthy. Can you make me feel a little better? Actually, Chipotle, I would say, is like the healthiest fast food. Fast food. It's the secret, right? It's a, it's a bowl, not a, not a burrito, right? You do the bowl okay. move. And yeah, like you got to do the bowl, a little bit of brown rice, double steak or double chicken. You can add the beans if you're really trying to go heavy. Don't do mm-hmm. too much cheese or sour cream. Guacs, you know, good fat. The bread really kills you that much, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 
It's also like you got to remember too, like that burrito serves as a car cover on hot days. Like those burritos are enormous. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. not like it's a small tortilla shell. The, I mean. the chips will kill you too because it's just like yeah, what's chips. the worst chips thing for your body? Oh. Flour. All right, let's fry it. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, better. So good. Yeah, All right. Now, so so my mine, mine's always been uh, Pancheros, which is the the fancy cousin of Chipotle. Mm. I call it fancy, but it's still it's Chipotle just spelled differently. Yeah. Um, I recommend if you in your travels, if you find yourself in and around the Shelton area, yeah, it's, uh, Panchero's right over there. Actually, not far from the Ravis office, the Ravis corporate office, literally across the street in one plaza over is actually the uh, the Panchero's over there. It's I think Pat should always do. We do the segment Love You or Locally. You can watch it. I think I think it's on Tuesdays we put it out. Yeah. But every time I'm somewhere, like, and maybe you know, I'll text like our our group chat and be like, Oh, I'm in. I don't know, New Milford, I'm in Oxford, where I am. I'm like, oh, try this place. You had a second stop at this place. I'm like, oh, I don't even know where I am. I don't know if they have electricity out here. And but, sure but, enough, but, but I also give you some, oh, come on, I give me some credit. I give you some color around, like, why it's cool, like, what mm-hmm. it was. You know, one, one of the, I think one of the stories had, like, the only fond memory I have of, of Danbury or Bethel. Yeah. Is Bethel. Because of, my, yeah, because of my crazy ex-girlfriend. But, but this burger joint's really, really good. You should like, get hey. it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I mean, Pat looked at the silver lining. He's like, hey, that was some crazy times. But those burgers, I'll never forget them. You know? There was a guy when, when I was still in New London. There was a guy who, who's one of my, he's a great friend of mine. Uh, a guy named Steve Seidowitz. He's been with Barnum for a very long time, been in the industry a long time. And every single thing. Everything in your life, in Bobby's life, in my life that has ever happened that you say to him, he has a story that relates to it. And it's, it's staggering because they're always related to it. And I was always like, man, that's awesome. I was like, you guys, you, he's lived a great life. The guy has these awesome stories around all of these things, whatever. And then I've discovered through uh, younger generations like you guys hanging out via group messages and texts going, man, Pat always has a story for something. I'm like, I do always have a story, a story for something. Get ready. It's just, yeah, I'm realizing uh, stories, <laughs> deep cut Simpsons references. That was impressive yesterday in our group chat. Pat. Oh, dude. Yeah. The, the volume of. Uh, so I actually own like the first 17 seasons of Simpsons on DVD. And then they stopped just releasing them on DVD, so I stopped buying them because DVDs are stupid. Um, but yeah, that was uh, October tenth, nineteen eighty nine, in Germany as a little kid was when I saw the first episode, my first full episode. I'll go, I'll go back one further. Do you know where it actually came from? Yeah. It was a filler segment. It was a little like minute and a half long filler cartoon in a British TV show called The Tracy Ullman Show, who eventually became a comedian here. Oh, Tracy Ullman played Latrine uh, in Men in Tights with mm-hmm. Carrie Elwes. Okay, was that character. Uh, but yeah, so that's so The Simpsons was a little like minute and a half long, two minute filler cartoon in the middle of this like live action SNL type uh, improv show, and then eventually got picked up and then became a whole big thing. But yeah, wow, yeah. it did. So, so Hank Scorpio is not like a big a big pull for me. You know, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Pat, you were talking about like, you know, millennials, this and that. We're going to talk about really quick young professionals. First off, Bobby, what would you consider a young, like, what's the criteria for a young, who's a young professional? Anybody. So I'm 26. So I would say like between 22 and 30, I think is a young professional who's got like their God. life together, I guess. I've just been, that's ageism, Bobby. Now, <laughs> now, Pat, do you think that's really, see, I look at, I don't think young professional it means that the person whoever the age is they are professional and they're very young in their career because i used to mm-hmm. go to these things i see people in their 60s their 50s it's more like a place to kind of like if you're starting your business and you have a young 
What was that, Bobby? Oh my god! Oh, he could yeah, mute himself. There, I thought is there, is there an air raid at your house? I thought that was I thought it was the Chipotle he had last <laughs> night getting out. Um, Bobby, Bobby ours is the Germans coming? Is okay? <laughs> Bobby's all right? He's he's underneath the couch right now. <laughs> we're um, good. We're good. All right. So what was I? Oh yeah. So I don't think it has to do with an age per se. I think if you're you're young in your career as a professional, you know. But uh, what do you think, Pat? Well, I mean, I, I guess yeah, I don't disagree. The the, the study we're going to reference disagrees vehemently with you, but um, okay, that's that's okay. Like I, listen, okay. I in spirit think you're think you're <laughs> right. Ryan, I think the rest of us all knew you didn't read it. It's it's totally fine. Uh, it's younger than thirty five is what they're doing, and they're considering uh, their AGI of at least a hundred grand, right? So so they're thinking you know, hundred thousand dollars in your late twenties, early thirties. Um, I have no idea to be totally honest with you, other than like. That's a lie. I was going to say something like a bagger at a grocery store. I have no idea what starting salaries for any position in the history of the world are. To be totally yeah. fair, I have I have not I haven't looked for a job in so long that I honestly I have not really paid a lot of attention. Well, I mean, what is even minimum wage at least in like, Connecticut right now? I can pull that up. Eleven. Somebody knows. I can pull that up. Um, keep going, Pat. But yeah, so so you know, so you start to look at you know again. I, I look at someone who's under the age of thirty five making hundred grand a year. Uh, that's strong. That's solid. I mean, that, that's a that's I, I would hope to be more than a livable wage, right? In, in most places. And what I think, what, you know, kind of what one of the articles we're going to reference here from from Smart Asset, which you know sources data from a lot of different places, is talking about the exodus and the inflow of of professionals, you know, losing or leaving and, and moving to certain states, right? So um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about the article was not necessarily the top five or the top ten, but what I thought was interesting was that Connecticut was actually in the positive in twenty one. Mm. Right. So in so so 4,353 people moved into uh, Connecticut, 29, 28 moved out, but it's still a positive flow for, mm-hmm. for young you know, uh, professionals uh, of 1,400 people. I think that's, you know, we've talked about a lot of those things in the past where, you know, Connecticut suffers a lot for, you know, for people leaving. Um, you know, we've done a lot of those shows where you have like the the, the U-Haul studies and, and some of those moving company studies. And, you know, Connecticut tends to be a net loser. Uh, but to have, you know, a really strong young income base and a tax base, right? Because in the end, that's what we're looking for is, you know, people who make $300,000 a year and then leave, well, that's a problem, right? Because Connecticut's not collecting all that income tax now. So replacing right. it, you know, with, a, with even if it's younger people, right? Good news is it's a little bit less money, but it's for longer. Right, right. right. Did you, you see um, Tyreek Hill, who's the uh, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins? They asked him during a press conference this week at some point. They're like, hey, how come you decide to go to Miami instead of the Jets? Because I guess it was back and forth between them two. And he said the ultimate decision was state taxes. Yeah. Now, how true is that? Granted, the Jets, I mean, I'm sorry for you Jets fans. You're still trying to put it together. The Dolphins are a little bit more put together. I thought they'd be a little more put together than they are this year. But yeah, I'm looking at this this map right now. And I mean, which is pretty impressive that people, I was surprised. I thought more people are moving out. You hear people all the time saying, oh, people are, same thing with Rhode Island. Mass, though, more people moved out yeah. and moved in. New York just got clobbered. New York is, I mean, moved out 28,000, moved out. Well, I think in terms of the, the young people, Connecticut is like uniquely positioned where your dollar in terms of like housing as a young person goes so much farther in Connecticut, even if you work in New York City, than in New York City. So well, I can yeah. totally see that being a reason for it. That's that's a follow-up question, right? How many people moved to Connecticut to because it's cheaper? I mean, I, I, I get clients all the time. And they're like, well, I have to be close to New York. I'm like, well, where are you working? And they're like, I'm working in Brooklyn or in the Bronx. And we're looking at places in Milford and uh, sometimes New Haven. And uh, every day, every day commute. And God bless them, right? Like, I mean, trust me, I drive around a lot. I drive, I probably put about 30, over 30,000 miles on my car a year. 
but it's, you know, maybe it's kind of condensed in one day, maybe one day I have off, but I mean, God bless those people who do that commute every day into New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's just- we, we do a, we have a court, we have a corporate client that we used to go do, obviously, you know, pre pandemic in, in person, we go do corporate presentations for them. And they're in, uh, they're in, um, Huntington and in Farmingdale, Long Island. Yep. Right. So our choices were fight your way to the Port Jeff Ferry for the commuter ferry in the morning and then hate yourself or drive yep. around and through, which involved in our mornings driving through, uh, Bridgeport, Stamford, like, and just making your way down that, which you have about a 14 minute window to leave. And yep. if you leave too early, you're screwed. And if you leave too late, just you'll go tomorrow. And Huntington right. and Farmingdale are deep. Those are like big. Oh yeah, you're LIE the whole yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You're, Long Island. Yeah, yeah, they're like the center of Long Island. I mean, it's it's so yeah. But you but to your point, there's people. We would you know we drive through Stanford, and you're sitting there, and you know I had time to watch uh, whatever CNBC special the guy next to me on on his was watching on his phone while we were both stopped in traffic, um, and that guy or girl does that drive at six thirty in the morning. Every single day. There's a couple mm. places on the Connecticut commute on 95 that I've noticed that just for no reason, every None. day at the same time, everyone forgets how to drive. And yeah, yeah. it's in Stamford and it's in New Haven by the Ikea. Yeah. All uh, the time. D- d- depending on the time of day, Darien will also become the absolute bane of your existence. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. We'll definitely post uh, this map. I'm kind of going through it right now. New Jersey had a pretty good. More people moved in. They moved out. North Dakota. Got some bad news. 456 people moved. Uh, I'm sorry, 766 people moved out. So there goes half their population really? there. Um, but it's going to affect is, the football team. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, how they're going to survive. But uh, we're about to head out here. Guys, any last thoughts? Anything you want to, Pat? How can they reach you? Let's do that. Ooh, little, little BarnumPlans.com band. Plans with an S. So Barnum, like P.T. Barnum and Bailey. Okay. Uh, so if you're listening. Not related. Yep. If you're listening in the car right now or at home, you're sweating a little bit, wondering what's going to go with this economy, just reach out to Pat. Bobby, we don't want anyone reaching out to no, you. No, you do. You're mine forever. Actually, if you are somebody who is proficient in video editing, you are interested in a junior editor position, reach out to me. Uh, my contact info is in the bio below. We'd love to talk to you. All right. Beautiful. And you can reach me. Let's do Casey at oneandcompany.com. That's my email. Guys, thank you for listening. This was Radio State, Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Simulated Talk. Salon View at GMC Studios, WJJ 94.9.